0: So I just want to pray and say thank you, thank you, and thank you, Lord Father God, in your name, amen, amen, thank you so much, man, and welcome to your church, are you guys feeling good this morning, yes, you guys are beautiful this morning, man, um, you've got this glow, and the- did someone say I'm also beautiful, thank you, thank you. That's why you're my favorite, Aunt Veronica. No one can take that spot but you. Oh, what a blessing. Um, for those of you who don't know I'm beautiful, just chat Auntie Veronica. She'll let you know why. <laughs> Listen, we are so excited to have you here this morning. Um, if you are visiting us for the first time, hello, welcome. Um, if you have not received a Connect card, um, do you just want to like... Just do this, and then, you know, um, we'll gladly give you one. There's one on that side. Um, They're going to give you a card to fill in. Um, Don't worry. The card is not about spam or anything like that. It's literally for us to connect with you, um, learn more about you, um, and engage with you, and just... Tell you who we are and share what we do here at the Father's house. Um, also, our tithes and offerings are going around there um, as well. So um, we love celebrating birthdays here at the Father's house, right? Woop woop. So we are oh shame, man. Only four. Um, <laughs> I was expecting more this morning. Um, I was going to bring out my songs, but I'm not going to sing for four. Um, my talents. <laughs> hey, no, man. I'll phone you. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me first see. It's a lot of phones. <laughs> um, I'll use the church's phone. <laughs> but um, happy birthday. If you're celebrating a birthday, um, super awesome. I also just want to quickly, um, this is me putting on a side note. If you are a member of our church, right, and you want your birthday on there, the best way to do it is to download our church's app, all right? Update your details, and then we can get your birthday up there. So um, if your birthday, Kat, it is your birthday now. Okay, cool. So I didn't get it wrong. But um, if your birthday is there and if it's wrong, just go to the app, update it, and then you wait for next year. And then you tell me. <laughs> okay, I mean, come once in a lifetime. But yeah. So if you remember and your birthday is not appearing there or we're getting it wrong, please um, download the app, update your details there, and then we'll be able to give you. A good birthday next year. For those of you who miss certain Sundays and you just want to, like, get those sermons, um, please note all of our sermons are on YouTube, and we've got a podcast going, and there's different avenues. Um, so, again, my side note, if you're a member of this Father's House Christian Fellowship Church, and you've got our app, okay, our app's got, like, a little um, YouTube podcasting link thing. If you click there, all the links are there, okay, like, no lies. I've tested it. It's there. Um, so if you don't have the app, speak to myself, Bertram. or so we, There we go. Um, speak to us. We'll help you get it. And then you can get all those links over there. Okay. Um, so that's really awesome. But please note, we have corporate pray. Um, every Sunday here at church, um, half past eight, we come together and we pray and we just have a good time. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. Today, um, I'm thankful for the sunshine um, and everything. We've got baptism today, Believers Baptism happening um, right after, well, not immediately after church, but it's 12 o'clock at the Feeder's House. So for those of you, um, please note, it's an open invitation, so if you want to come see um, how we do it, please come along, bring family, bring friends. Um, it's only the Feeder's House. They've got enough parking space. <laughs> um, come along, um, see what's happening there. I'm excited. We We've got about six young people being baptized this morning. Like, yeah. Um, So I am super, super excited. Um, So for those of you who are keen, come and join us. Um, I hope your pool is heated. Um, We also have hospital ministries happening um, this Saturday, um, 24th of February. For those of you who love praying, um, as they say yeah, but I say, this people, it's not going anywhere. They have to be in the hospital, <laughs> so um, come alongside, pray with them. It's an awesome ministry um, that they do, and they do some amazing things there. Also, um, for those of you who've been visiting for a while, you haven't really made that decision to connect yet with us, um, this is the night for you. Wednesday, the 21st of February. Um, please note, as our information night. We share who we are as the Father's house. We tell you all about our ministries. We tell you about our staff. Um, and then you get to ask us questions. Okay? Um, the biblical questions you can send to Bible school. <laughs> Administrative questions you send to the admin. Um, and anything else you can come to me for. Okay, <laughs> But um, please note that is happening the 21st. Um, so if you're here for a while... Come and join us as well, and obviously Alpha will be starting in March. Whoop, whoop. As you know, woo, 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 woo. yeah, um, though Alpha, woo, woo. Um, um, Alpha is an amazing ministry, um, and a lot of the people in this church has been impacted by Alpha. Um, I myself um, have done Alpha and Youth Alpha, all because of Mr. B. Mr. B, where are you? Hey where you, where you there where is he is he somewhere. There you are, yes. That guy, hey, he put me in every alpha there is you name it. I've been in it. <laughs> um, and the, look where I am now. Not too bad. Well done, Uncle B. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if you are keen, um, we will send you the registration link for Alpha. If you'd like to serve or get involved, please chat to us as well. And then we're going to have a youth parent meeting slash workshop happening on the 8th of March. Um, so for all of our youth parents, um, please note um, this is a very important thing happening on the 8th of March. Um, two reasons. Number one is our information night for the year. Um, We're going to highlight what we've been doing, some important things. So it is important that you are there. And obviously, so you can meet the people looking after your children on a Friday, right? Uh, Right? Thank you. Because you drop and you go so fast. (laughs) You you trust the church. (laughs) Um, I see you, I wave, and then you just drive. Um, This actually, (laughs) it's come in, but you do this. Please note, I'm saying come in. See me and then go. Um, but we work on that. But please be there for that. And then we're also having a parent workshop happening as well. We also have a ladies' event happening. Ah, oh, the ladies. Um, I've been telling our youth girls all about this event. Um, so please notice on the 9th of March at half past nine, um, the only thing you need to be, bring is eats. That's all. No? Just bring eats. That's all. And a flower in your hair. I was still reading it, you guys. I was on the Eats. (laughs) I was on the Eats, guys. The theme is a flower in your hair, according to my script. (laughs) But um, please bring a flower in your hair and Eats. And it's going to be a good one. Um, Connect Nights, for those of you who don't know, um, we obviously run Connect groups. Some of these groups happen at people's homes. Um, But... Other than that, they also happen here at the church. So we've got an amazing Connect Night here happening at church. I'm here. It's a lot of fun. Um, you get to meet a lot of interesting people. I don't know if I can use the other word, <laughs> but they're interesting. Um, and it's a good time to meet um, and mingle and so forth. Seven o'clock here at the church is a really awesome time. We've got a lot of things happening at this church with our regular meetings. Um, last week, the announcements was very short now. There was literally just one page. This week they give me two pages, young. Yeah. Um, I must give me what they next time, also young. <laughs> um, but the regular meetings, thanks Jason, bless you. My brew, thank you, yeah. Yeah. Regular meetings that's happening. I hope you guys are gonna watch all of this on YouTube and write down the dates, <laughs> okay? But um, we've got youth happening every Friday at church at seven. Amazing time there. Um, ladies' meetings also happening on Wednesdays, half past nine. Um, healing streams happens every day of the week. Um, contact the office um, for more information. We also have the Moms Connect. So all the mothers, on the last Saturday of every month from 2.30 to 4.30, um, please contact the church. Connect is an amazing time. Um, then we also have um, counseling and marriage counseling, speak to Jose there, I saw Jose over there. Um, Please note, part of our values here at the Father's House is we love, um, seeing people whole in all aspects of their life so, um, going for healing streams or going to counseling doesn't mean you're in trouble, it means that you want healthy relationships, um, with the Lord, with your spouse, with anyone that's what it's about here at the Father's house so we will continue to announce these things because it's important for you, you know um, I was probably, when I'm married I was going to need healing counseling, you know what I'm saying your healing counseling, woo already prophesy. <laughs> hey, um your Lord, bless that, that. And then the classics, first Friday of every month, 9.30 at the church. Um, and those are the announcements for ourselves. Um, thank you so much for listening, church <laughs> Um I'm going to call on Tim, um, and we've got a baby dedication this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tim, if you do your thing. Oh, you need, oh,
1: yeah, Sorry.
0: term comes up, I'll pray for the times and offerings. <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh. I did. And you know what? I'll choose it every day. Um, but you have to pray. You have to pray. I suppose I have
2: to. Father God, thanks for the blessings. Thanks for the provision. Thanks for the giving. Bless those and bless those that want to give strong. Amen.
0: I'd have played longer, that's why. <laughs> Thank you, Marlon.
2: <laughs> Can you hear me out there? Not yet. Okay, should I just use that mic yeah. while we... Maybe. One, two. Okay, while, we get, while you're getting this one going. So, are you doing well? I'm just seeing a lot of people standing, and there are chairs here. So, there's a whole lot of chairs in front, if you guys want to... Grab a seat. You okay there? You good? Okay. Anyone on this side? Going, going, going. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So I know it's a little bit hot this morning. Um, can you still hear me? I feel like I'm struggling. Is it okay? I'm on here. Here we go. I'm on here. Okay. Here we go. Thank you. So we, we, got, um, we got a baby dedication. I want to call up Beverly... And Randall Erasmus with a little one. Um, Zachariah, Zachariah, that's right. So, here we go. shall will you join me as well? Hello. You he
3: almost butchered your son's
2: name. I almost did. I wanted to make sure it's not Zechariah, it's Zachariah. Right? Here we go. Got a good name. Give me a high five. Thank you. Alright, so, so just again to explain, um, we believe in baby dedication um, because, we, in fact, we believe that as parents we make a choice, a decision, as the Bible says, to train our children up in the ways of the Lord. And then there's a promise that comes with that, and the promise is that when they get older, they will never depart from it. And so as a community, we do this publicly because we want to stand with them in agreement, and, um, and also just to lift them up in prayer, and particularly in a world like we are in today. Yeah, you know. Um, and I want to encourage you that the Lord's wisdom will just be upon you as you raise your children. Um, I think today our children are facing so many things. And um, as parents, we have a responsibility to really seek the Lord for wisdom. Um, so I'm going to ask my wife to share some things, and then we'll pray for you guys.
3: Yeah, for, for those of you that are new or haven't been in a baby dedication here at Father's House, we just, um, like Tim said, we find it important, but also, as parents, they've taken the time to name, you've taken the time to name him, and just in the name and just the power of his name um, in the baby dedication, I'd like to take the time to ask the Lord, what can we just pray over him or the child? And so this is what I've, I've trusted the Lord for with, with Zachariah. Um, Zachariah means God remembers um, as as his parents, you are laying foundations in his childhood, for him to re- to learn about Jesus and for him to remember who God is. I pray that th- there would be moments that Zachariah would encounter Jesus in the same ways that the that the Zacharias in the Bible did. There were many, there were more than one, and especially in the lineages, there were so many of them. Obviously, lots of moms needed to remember who God was, who God is. It's good. I pray that he would have intimate intimate moments where he would experience the Lord's presence in a life impacting way. May his character be strengthened by those experiences and that he wouldn't shy away from his convictions with his peers and seniors. May he grow in stature and in favor with God and man, just like Jesus did. May he be drawn to the Word of God as his compass and pursue righteousness in all of his decisions. As his parents, I pray that you would continue to encourage his pursuit of godly things, that ex- his experiences wouldn't surprise you, but that God would fill you with wisdom on what, when to release and when to hold him back. Zachariah, you are a record keeper for the things that the Lord does, and may your heart be drawn to God's heart very soon, and that you would know him in a gentle and beautiful way. I felt um, the scripture, the prayer of Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10. Jabez prayed, he said, he called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring him pain. And God granted what he asked. I pray that he would ask that very soon.
2: So church, let's stretch our hands and we're going to pray and just commit this family to the Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the Erasmus family. Lord, we thank you for Zechariah. We thank you for the call upon his life. Lord, we thank you that your hand of protection is upon them. And we just pray, Father, that you'd give them increased wisdom. Father, as they lead their family, Lord, that every decision they have to make would be led by you, Jesus. I pray that, Father, even as they um, raise Zechariah in the ways of the Lord and the things, Lord, that you have taught us, I pray that these seeds that they plant will never be taken in his life, Father. That, Lord, when he's older and, and, um, and grown, Father, you will remember the things that he's been taught about who you are and how much you love him. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name and the people of God say, Amen. 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 Amen bless you guys. Okay, so um, Kristen's going to give you guys later uh, something from the church and then you just connect there. <laughs> so I, I just want to say I um, I'm okay. I'm actually good. Yeah. I apologize for Marlon on behalf of the staff. <laughs> you, know, you know, have you ever had this, that one at one uh, family member that when they take the mic you're just not sure whether it's a wise thing that you gave them the mic you know but we love you Marlon we love you Tuesday morning's uh, staff meeting will be very interesting right Jason <laughs> so yet at the Father's house um, our aim our heart's desire is for every one of us to encounter Jesus in a real tangible way um, and you'll maybe hear this morning wondering, you know, uh, some of the silliness that goes on. I don't, know. I don't know. I can't explain it. But honestly, I know these people. Their hearts are right. <laughs> okay. Um, our heart is really to seek the Lord in a real way. I think for too long, there's been many um, churches that have contained God into a religious mold. And um, I spoke last week about the house of the Lord. One of the things that I'm very careful of, and I just wanted to say that this morning, that we don't lose reverence and awe. Because God is holy. But God is not a holy God in an angry way. Can I use the word morbid? You know, He's, he's not morbid. He's not, he's not angry at you. He's also not... Um, judgmental towards you believe it or not yeah, that's right. so there's a holiness of god that is actually in his pleasure and delight mm-hmm. and i don't know why but uh, for many many years i saw a picture of a god that is so holy that he that he can't even relate to me and the lord had to teach me um, who he really is god's holiness. Is not out of anger, His holiness is out of delight for you. Because He actually wants to know you and He wants you to know Him. And so I don't see a God that is sitting, you know, expecting everybody to be all, oh, hmm. I see a God that is sitting and that is happy. And my God has a smile on His face when He looks at you. And you know the time when God does not smile? Is when he looks at sin. Many times people see sin as um in others. But let me let me display this to you quickly. When Jesus died, this is sin. And because you might ask the question, how could a loving God kill his own son? Now let me just give you a brief summary of the gospel of Jesus. This is sin. And when Jesus died, He took that sin and He placed it upon Himself for you and me. And so God did not look at Jesus with anger. He looked at that sin with anger. And He said, I will judge that sin. And that sin Jesus took upon Himself on your behalf, on my behalf, so that God's judgment could be poured out upon that sin. Many of us look at sin and we see, Sorry, Marlon, I'm going to use you because you're quite verbal this morning. We, we look at sin and we look at Marlon and we say, he's such a bad uh, guy. No, you're not. <laughs> that's, that's how man judges each other. But God does not judge you like that. He loves you and then he hates sin. And you've got to separate the two. Because ultimately, this is why we're here this morning, we are here because of Jesus, because he took all that sin, the Bible says, And he nailed it to the cross once and for all. And so when I worship, man, I worship a God that delights in me and that I delight in. The Bible says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You cannot come to worship with the thought of, I am not worthy. Because then we nullify the cross think about it you have to come to worship with with the knowledge that in Christ I am whole in Christ I am free in Christ I am able to stand before a holy God and worship and so I didn't plan this but I was just thinking this morning as we were worshiping thank you Jillian and the team it was such a, a presence of God and a holiness of God. And um, in fact, this morning, um, what I have to share, I titled The House of Worship. So we've been speaking about the house of the Lord. And I mentioned last week that the house of the Lord is not only this place, but it's also you. Because you are the temple of the living God. So you are his house. In you he lives. In you he abides. And so we spoke about the house of healing last week. Because Father says, this is a house of healing. I got healed here in my heart. Um, I, was, I shared this last week, but I needed to find a place where the Lord could heal me completely. And I know many of you are here because you got healed. May, maybe your healing happened during a service as you were worshiping, maybe during a sermon as someone was preaching. Maybe your healing happened with Stephanie and Tony Pothiter at the healing streams one Monday or some night in the, in the week. Maybe your healing happened when you were sitting with Josiah and Cheryl and they were counseling you. Maybe a healing happened. I'm just going to, sorry, I'm going to mention names. Veronica Dipinard. Where is, she's, she's, she's a legend, man. Like, where are you? There you are. You know, this is a silent warrior. And, and I know a lot of people that have spent time with you, Veronica, whose lives have changed because of what Jesus is doing through you. This house is a house of healing. And what we've noticed is that the Lord keeps sending people that just needs healing. And healing operates in, in different um, levels. Healing of the body. Last week we prayed for a young man. Hey, Anton, come on, man. You were sitting here. You know, this is how, how the Lord loves you. I need some water. Marlon drank my water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, he was sitting here last week. Anton's um, little one, Stefan. How old is Stefan? Fourteen. 13, and um, he hurt his ankle, and he said, um, we must pray for him because he wants to play rugby on Thursday. <laughs> I mean, that was literally, you think that God doesn't care about rugby, you've got a problem, eh? <laughs> so, um, thanks so much. So, we prayed for him, and um, it sounded like his Achilles hey, at the back, but we prayed for him, and I asked him a question. I said to him, Stefan. Jesus can heal you. Do you believe that? And he said yes. The first step towards your healing is acknowledging that Jesus has the power to heal. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and he said yes. And I knew. Come on, Lord, this is this is an easy one. You know that's why Jesus said you got to have faith like children. So um, we went home, and uh, Stefan sent. I mean, Stefan Anton sent me a message later, and he said, "Hey, I, I went to sleep." you take naps your age <laughs> what it? <is> he <laughs> when the baby sleeps, you sleep I know that life don't worry so um, he called me and he said he was napping and when he woke up he heard, he heard uh, laughter and noise outside when he looked out the window there was Stefan running no pain, all gone Jesus, that is Jesus You've you got to believe that Jesus can heal you. It's not, it's not, Anton, with all respect, man, it's not even you, eh? <laughs> It's not me. It's Jesus. And He does that because He loves us. So I said last week, at a house of healing always will become a house of worship. Every healing that happened in the Bible, I tell you, you can read every account... They went away they went away praising the Lord. Um, last week we, we were talking about the, the paralyzed man that came through the roof and his friends dropped him down. And Jesus looked at the faith of the friends and he, and he and he said, But through that faith I'm going to heal this young man. Yeah. And, and I said this last week. You got to have community. You gotta be in community. You can't just be a number. In a venue like this, you got to get to know people. Who are your friends that will carry you and drop you through the roof? Oh,
1: that's good.
2: Yeah. Well, well, some friends will lower you; others will just drop you down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
2: Paulo, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. But <laughs> but you know what? I mean, I'm saying this because I just want to recap before we continue. You know. I'm pretty sure that that man would have had some pain while he was paralyzed. Some friends will love you so much that they'll hurt you for your healing. Must I say that again? Have a listen to the testimony from Lawrence last week. Sometimes love is tough. Parents, we know this. Who are the friends that love you enough to tell you the truth? The blind spots we have, they're able to say, hey, (laughs) you need this. So a house of healing always becomes a house of worship. There's There's an atmosphere of worship in this house that has always been here, even from the day I walked in. There were prophetic words that we still have, in fact, that used to be on that wall that spoke about the heart of worship and the atmosphere of worship that sits in this house. And this morning I want to tell you, whether you're here as part of the Father's house, or whether you're here as a guest or just visiting, that God wants you to become a house of worship. Your life. Your heart. What does that look like? You know, in the Bible, in First Samuel 16, King Saul, the, B- the Bible says that King Saul, the Spirit of God left King Saul because he... Disobeyed. And I always, whenever I read this, I'm, I'm, it, it, it grabs me that you could, you could leave the presence of God behind. That you could live a life and be in such stubbornness, I was there, where you believe, man, this is it, this is the right way, this is how I'm going to do my life, this is what I'm going to do, and you could totally leave God behind, but you know, uh, so it says, and this is another interesting, and, and this could possibly be a whole theological debate here, Mike. It says that the evil spirit was sent from God to torment Saul. I don't want to get into that this morning, but let's just say that's in the Bible. <laughs> okay. And so Saul is in this atmosphere in his own house, an atmosphere of depression. The Bible says an atmosphere of fear. And I asked myself the question, Tim, what kind of atmosphere do you have of your life right now? What kind of atmosphere do you have? What is occupying your space? And so what happens is that Paul, uh, Saul is so frustrated that he turns to his servants and he says, um, before we put that scripture up, he, he turns to his servants and he says, Is there anyone skilled? That can play music. And Royston, I thought of you. No, seriously, I I think, uh, if you don't know Royston, he does jazz gigs and that. But man, music, God has given music the power to influence people. We see it all over the world today. Music created by the Lord for the Lord has the power to change you. We call that worship. But I want to define worship bigger than music. But in this story, you'll see how God uses a talented, gifted, skilled young worshiper. So worship ministry, I want to encourage you, wherever you are today, develop your skill. Develop the skill. You know why? Because the skill will help the anointing to flow. I've seen where the skill blocks the anointing it's not up to scratch now I know I'm saying this because I know our heart the worship ministry is to develop and train and there's a lot of plans here to train it's plans to write songs we want to release our own worship because there's power in that it's our stories but worshipers have to develop the skill like a plumber has to develop the skill to turn that pipe Eh? whatever you do the Lord will use you if you're skilled. Am I right, Craig? Yep. You're going to employ people that are skilled, right? There comes, there's something about the discipline of actually taking what God has given you and shaping it. I've got a little sign up that my father-in-law gave me, and he says, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. And I leave that there to remind me that even if I'm mixing music, You know, I'm not a DJ, (laughs) I'm a sound engineer, Um, or I'm producing music. Whatever I do, whether I'm counseling someone, whether I'm preparing a sermon, whatever I do, I do it unto the Lord because it's through the way that I do it that it becomes worship unto Him. And He deserves the best. So I learn, I study, I become skillful. And I challenge myself all the time. Tim, are you skilled enough in order for God to use you? Because I found, this, this is so true in life, when your gift makes room for you, it's when it's the most skilled in the area that, that you are serving in or the area that you're working in. Hey, Ref. This sounds almost unspiritual, but it's so. Mo- this is so the most spiritual thing that I can tell you right now, because worship is a lifestyle. It starts there. And so I have, to, I have to look at what God has given me, and I have to say, Lord, I do this unto you, and then I have the responsibility to skillfully train in that, what God has given me, with its teaching children, little ones, or whether it's running a business. And so David gets recognized by the servant and it's amazing how they how they announce him to Saul. They say they said to Saul, there's a young man named David who can play the harp skillfully. And then they go on. And they say he's good looking. So I thought, you know, Dale, sorry. I look. I know. I had to call you out this morning. Worship leaders, you know, you got to look. You know, look in the mirror. <laughs> trim a little bit that beard. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with you because you look very groomed, you know. <laughs> but you trim a little bit of that beard, eh? You know. Yeah. It's very quiet in here right now, Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to say you guys are good looking, you know. But nobody's saying amen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I, why was it mentioned that he's good-looking? I, I tell you something. There's something about the discipline of actually looking after yourself. And I'm titling this "All under worship," because I tell you something I've learned that if I don't become disciplined in my life, I can never truly be able to lead worship. I have to live this off the pulpit. I have to live this in every single part of my life, and I had men, I call spiritual fathers, that were helping me. Man, they would challenge me. When lost them, did you wash your clothes? You know, students. I don't know. Do we have any students here from university? Come on, you guys are shy. It's one or two. Yeah. colleges. So. I tell you, student life, eh? and, and they challenged me I'm looking at Ron and Bev I want to just honor you thank you for coming through Pastor Ron, don't you just want to stand Pastor Bev they know you here yeah, Bev, they know they know you guys this is so Ron and Bev um, they are pastors in fact and they were pastoring with me at the N1 city at Every Nation these people back then it's good to see you and you just bring back all these memories, you know, of um, how these men used to challenge me to live a life of self-discipline. And I used to wonder, but man, and this was the arrogance, really. I'm, I'm a good guitarist. What do you mean I need to dress better? You know, the Lord challenged me, eh? I mean, to the point that, and I realize now, most of my life, I was walking with musicians, an artist, and I could see when there were disciplines in their lives or not. The one day I was recording a band, a gospel band in Cape Town, and I was waiting and waiting, and this is the sad part of the industry, right? You discipline, the discipline of just showing up on time. Remember, the house of worship, it's all under worship, I sat. I think we booked in for ten. I waited. Eleven o'clock came, and and then you know the the, that's when the Holy Spirit starts to um, leave you. (laughs) And then and then I don't know what comes over you, but now the patience, endurance, and love—all the fruit—ni alles weg. They're rotting somewhere now. So I get up, and I'm out. I'm walking out down. by the studio, and I went outside to the. I saw the cars, and I went over. And I knocked on the window, and these guys were sitting inside. And I tell you, I'm going to tell you something because I'm not going to disclose. Yeah, I want to honor these people, but they were smoking weed inside the car. Gospel music. <laughs> Gospel music. I. I was, my heart just broke. And that anger that I actually suppressed and it went into, I felt so saddened for them. And so I said, guys, um, we were supposed to start at 10. I'm giving you 10 minutes. Can we get going? And I walked. We did the recording, and I'm telling you, these are some of the most talented musicians you can find in the Western Cape. These are some of the most talented people that you will see on your TV screens. I'm sharing this because I want you to know that worship starts at home. And so I finished the thing and I'm praying the whole session through. I'm praying, Lord, you've got to give me the wisdom to say the right words to these young men because they are going down a road of destruction. And so I... Um, I waited, and then I offered to pack the instruments away with them to the car. I said, let me help you take your drum kit, you know. And as I'm walking, I started asking questions. And I said, guys, what do you do when you don't have work? And somehow I knew that was the problem. And they said, Tim, we don't make enough money to survive. So I said, okay, fair. I know that world. (laughs) I said, but... How do you deal with that? Do you just sit and smoke your joints so that you can forget about the worries of this life? And then they said, can you pray for us? Now, my heart broke for these guys. Because who took the time to walk with them and to challenge them about a lifestyle of worship? A lifestyle of, of um, to self-discipline. Is the first step of worship to the Lord. The Bible says, let your yes be your yes, and your no be your no, right? Do you know, just the simple thing of saying, Jason, I'm there, and then when you expect it to be there, you're there, is the beginning of a lifestyle of worship. Because it's unto the Lord. Um, I wasn't going to go there, so I'm just going to go with what I feel the Lord is saying. And so David gets called out, and this is this is this is the amazing thing. He comes before Saul and all he has is not a guitar. Can I use your guitar? There we go. He has a harp. Now let me explain to you something about that harp. Do you know that harp? This guitar has got six strings. You can put it on for me. It's a round top. Oh, it's hidden there. Anton is a nice guitar. Here's the thing about David's guitar. Oh no, not his guitar. (laughs) David's harp. Do you know that David's harp? And you might be shocked. It only had three strings. Now if you're a musician or you're a musical, you, you, you'd, you'd kind of know that there are eight notes, you know, in a scale, and that's excluding the um, semitones, you know. <laughs> But eight pure notes, you could, you could call them. So a guitar has six strings. Some guitars, are, they have 12. Um, a piano let's not talk about a keyboard, a proper piano it has got strings inside. you know that? And I don't know uh, how, many, how many strings do they have. I think easily, what, 80-something, 88? Is it 88? 88 keys. Uh, I think it could be about 88. David had three strings. And I was trying to figure this out. Three strings to play music with is not an easy thing. Or let's put it this way. God only needed three To change an atmosphere. And so David took his... You know, whenever I read this passage, I wondered to myself, what was David's position of his heart while he was playing? And I can tell you, the key is what the servant said at the end when he introduced David to the king. He said, And the Lord is with him. There's something about the Lord anointing you to do what you're called to do. And I'm talking beyond music again. He anoints you to be a sales rep. And then what does he do? He allows you to be able to speak the right things. You get the favor, and then you get the work. For David, God anointed him to play the harp. And you know where his anointing started? was on the field when he was looking after sheep. We met a couple of shepherds in Lesotho, and um, I can tell you this this is true. Whether it's in Lesotho or whether it was back then in David's time, Shepherds are seen as the lowest in society. I don't know if you know that. Shepherds, in fact, in the Sotho, we were ministering mainly to shepherds because shepherds were seen as the outcasts of, of society. They were labeled. And I, I sit and I wonder, David would sit on, in the field and he'd be playing his harp to the sheep. <laughs> And to the Lord. Have your way in this place, God. Have your way in this place, Lord. Have your way in this place, God. Have your way in our lives, Lord. You know, for many years, many of you don't know this, Foster Ryan. For many years, I was sitting doing bookkeeping in a little room downstairs, hidden away. On top was the company. I was working for another father of mine by the name of Des Hudson. For at least seven years, I was. Hidden in this little room, and I had all these books to do, um, because this um, was a freelance bookkeeper, and so he gave me all the start, you know, the little books, the starting, starting companies, you know, and I would sit there, and I would bring my my guitar to work, and during breaks I would sit. You're worthy to be praised, God. You're so worthy to be loved, Lord. We give you all the glory. And I would sit and I would play, eh? And I would to the wall, (laughs) and I would imagine that I'm playing in front of a lot of people that are all worshiping the Lord, and it would be a dream in my heart. But for seven years. I was doing books in a little room, just being faithful to what the Lord allowed me to do at that time. And then one day, I'll never forget, I was sitting at my desk. Des Hudson called me and he said, Tim, come, I want to have a chat with you. And I came over to his office and he said to me, I just got a call from the church, from the church." They are asking for you. I said, well, uh, what, what, what do they want? <laughs> and he said, they want to know, would you be willing to go work there? And I looked at this, and seven years after we've been together, and I said to him, Dez, you know, I'm, I'm a loyal worker. Eh? I said to him, Dez, what do you think? And he said, Tim, I knew the day will come when I'll have to let you go because you called to ministry. And so, I left the International School of Cape Town back then, went into the church, thinking that they were going to employ me to play music. I said, yes, Lord, seven years, Lord. You know, Jacob labored for seven years, Lord. <laughs> Come on. And you know, I'm sitting in the meeting, and it was Gareth Stead, you met him last year. He, he preached here. He was interviewing me, and he said, Tim, I know you're into music, but we want you to come and work in the finance department. <laughs> and, I, oh, um, and I tell you, and immediately I knew I must do that. I walked out of there half sad, half happy, because I knew this is another step load. So I worked in the finance for I don't know how many years, until one day, one day there was a prophet that was teaching, and I'm in the office doing bookings, like I always do, management reporting, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I get the call, everyone else, in fact, I remember you, the other staff members, because they were in ministry, they were there, I was sitting Couple of us from the from the finance department, we weren't allowed to go because we had to pay the bills, you know. And I'm sitting there, and then I get a call, and they said, "Come quickly, um, Pastor Jim Lafoon wants to speak to you." And I and I said, "Oh," so I go running, you know, because again in my heart, I'm longing for the day just to just to worship you, Lord. And I'm running down, I'm thinking, this might be it, Lord, this might be it. <laughs> so I run through the door, and so I'm coming from the back. You know, So all of you are facing this way, I'm running from there. And I'm so excited that I didn't realize they were in a quiet moment. So I open the door, and I'm running in, and the pastor's standing here, and he says, stop, right there. <laughs> and in a very nice way, he says, and he starts prophesying, and he says, you will not run into your destiny. You will walk into your destiny. And so I stopped, and I walked slowly. Because <laughs> I'm like, hey. And I tell you, I get to the front, and he, and he opens up. Basically, like, you know, anybody, anybody's experienced someone reading your mail? <laughs> like, he just knew exactly what was sitting in my heart. And he said, the Lord will raise you up. Just remain faithful. And so I learned the lesson of worship. It was off the stage. It wasn't on the guitar even. It was in my life. David stands before Saul, and he plays the harp. And you can put that scripture up, please love. And it says... And whenever the Spirit of God came on Saul, the Spirit from God, sorry, David would take up his his lyre, that's a harp, and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better. And the evil spirit would leave him. And there were three levels of healing that took place. It was physical. It was emotional. Soul. And it was spiritual. Spiritual. And I want to tell you this morning that that is from a lifestyle of worship. That you can walk in the fullness, in the wholeness that God has for you. Not just in your body like we prayed for Stefan last week. But also in your emotion. That you can be well within your soul. That you can be happy. That you can live a life that is complete in Jesus. And then in your spirit man. That you can be so one with the Holy Spirit that He can speak to you. And I tell you, I'm, I love, I appreciate the gift of music. I thank the Lord for it every day. But I also know that even for those that don't do music, it's not just about music, it's about your lifestyle. And so I asked this question this morning What is occupying your atmosphere? How is your lifestyle of worship unto the Lord? Some of you have, have come to a place of retirement, um, and the Lord isn't done with you yet. You just graduated to another university of life, eh? Some of you are coming to that place of retirement. Soon, your land is looking. <laughs> right? But I can tell you, um, Dr. Muller, I'm sure when you look back, you can see how the Lord has taught you so many things. In your career, that actually is about your life. So, I'm not going to prolong this. I've got a, Jason, I've put a whole teaching together, bro. I've got like a whole teaching here, but I'm not going to go into it because I feel that the Lord wants to do something right here yeah. in this atmosphere. Now, He wants to heal hearts and He wants to give you direction. Some of you have been feeling frustrated because you're looking at what you're doing and you're saying, but Lord, this is not what I wanted to do. This isn't where I wanted to be. And I hear the Lord saying, you are in the right place because he's preparing you. You know that scripture in Proverbs says, a man's heart plans his way, but it's the Lord that directs his steps. So you may have plans in your heart, you've got dreams, and I believe the Lord, Lord loves your dreams. He looks upon that, but it's Him that's going to direct that step, each step that you take. And I feel this morning the Lord wants to confirm things for you, and settle you, that you stop running the rat race. Do you know the rat, rat race? I'm just going in life in circles but that you're actually moving towards what He has for you. So close your eyes for a few minutes and I'll just play something and then I'm going to ask you to come help me. Okay. Just as you... Position your heart before Him, and, and maybe there are, there are things that are, are tormenting you still. We're going to just ask the, the Lord to come in His fullness of His presence. every thought right now, every voice that you might be listening to. Position your heart to say, Lord, I want to hear from you this morning. the father is saying to you just be at peace my child and know that i've got you your prayers this morning. The first group of people, I just feel there are people here that have been struggling to sleep at night because it's like you have a tormenting spirit just tormenting you. And you know, it could just be things in your mind, things that, that you just can't seem to shake off. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you to stand because I want to say this prayer in a song over you struggling to sleep at night, struggling to settle your thoughts. You, you can close your eyes as you stand. And I'm going to ask everyone that's around you, you know, um, we just want to honor them. It takes boldness to stand (laughs) so let's not look around and just allow people to experience God God in its fullness thank you Jesus you're just feeling life is not going in the direction that you've been hoping for it to go then I really just want to I want to say to you that the father is not caught off by caught by surprise he directs your step every step that you take in this life and so we just want to release that if that's you I'm going to ask you just to stand we're going to pray for you I feel like some of it's got to do with businesses things were not happening the way you thought it was going to happen and the Lord just wants to assure you today that he's still in control others it's just relationships life things that have happened whether it's in your relationship with your spouse or whether it's in the relationship with your loved one Um, I feel the Lord wants to also just give you direction there so if that's you I ask you to stand and we're going to pray are we going to just release the peace of God in Jesus name Father thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Father that there is nothing that catches you by surprise Lord Lord that there is nothing Father that you cannot direct and so right now just thank you Lord that your clarity will come in Jesus name certainty of what you have in store for them in Jesus' name. So I want to remind you of the promises of God. I feel like, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring that to your remembrance that some of you, you've forgotten the promises of God. You've forgotten what the Lord has said. And it's because, you know, life happens and things happen and sometimes we can kind of forget. But this is what God said. Part of worship is remembering What has the Lord said? And those are the promises of God. And so Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you bring to remembrance your promises in Jesus' name. That you bring to remembrance, Lord, your promises. Lord, that you, what you have for us is not to harm us, Lord, but what you have for us is for our good. And so right now we release that in Jesus' name. You're going to have memories of things that were said to you. Maybe it was said by someone or maybe it was just something that the Lord said to you while you were at night sleeping or you were just in your bed. But there are promises that God has given that He wants you to remember this morning. Relationships. Father, we just speak life, Lord, into marriages right now, where they may seem hopelessness. Jesus, you are able to bring healing. In Jesus' name, right now, if you are trusting the Lord in your marriage, I just want you to receive that this morning. That God is able to heal every relationship. God is able to heal every heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord hopelessness will go in Jesus name that faith again will rise in Jesus name in Jesus name so we're just going to allow the ministry time to continue before we go into one song of worship but I want to remind you again this is the heart of worship. This is the lifestyle of worship. Do you know that there were three fathers in the Bible that David chose to sing before the Lord with his sons? And each one had a responsibility to declare. The one had the responsibility to declare the God of today. The pro- what is the Lord saying today? So every day, I try and make this, you know, a discipline in my life. To go God and yeah father what are you saying to my family today what are you saying to my wife and I today what are you saying to us today that's the that's the one aspect of worship is the God of today then the the the, the other father and his sons had the responsibility to sing the thanks giving to the Lord what has the Lord done part of lifestyle of worship is always looking back and saying thank you father we are grateful for what you have done in our lives and I want to encourage you that discipline is so important because it eradicates offense it eradicates bitterness it eradicates a life of self-righteousness when you're able to always thank the Lord for everything that is done in your life and then the third father and his sons were given the responsibility to sing the promises of God and that's what's happening this morning what is God promising you? I see the Lord all over you. So you have a heart of worship. Are you a singer? No? You don't play any instrument either. But I just see as she worship all over you. So I just pray that the Lord will re- unlock that fully in your life. That you may know His presence wherever you go. Because I see the Lord's presence is just sitting on
3: Gonna, the moment with Jesus is now, and you go back into your everyday, what does that look like? For me, whenever I felt I needed, when, when I was like, oh, this relationship is hard, how am I going to do this, Lord? Like, it looks so big, the, the demonic is running wild, I don't know what to do, how do uh, where are you? And that's not on the Sunday, that's in the everyday, he said to me, Shavs, when you step over the threshold into that environment hold my hand take me with you and so in my imagination I have had to deliberately close my eyes every time I step because it was happening in our home I had to step over the front door and I held his hand in my head and I'm like help me show me how to be loving show me how to be kind give me peace and I had to hang on to him I still have to hang on to him because I don't know how only he knows how and when I feel that anxiety rising I have to hold his hand and I have to say Jesus I claim your peace you've given it to me I have to remind myself of the promises that I cast my cares on him he cares for me He gives me the kindness. He gives me the love. He gives me the patience to be able to deal with the relationships. He gives me the the boldness and to walk in His authority over the environment that's trying to dominate. And I rest in Him, but I have to choose it. I have to deliberately step in it. Or else it will just come back and try and wash itself over you. You have to hold on to it. You have to choose it.
2: whatever that is that you're wrestling with, to let that go and leave it at the feet of Jesus, and offer that as your fragrance of worship.
0: we've heard, let our worship start with us Lord Father, let our worship start in our home Lord, we pray that you would give us the strength and the tools, so that we're able to go forth this week, and we'll just be able to worship in any form, in any way, and in everything Lord Father because you are holy, you are worthy, and in you are all things say thank you Lord thank you thank thank for what you've done right now and doing right now just in awe of you Lord Father Lord. thank you so so much in your name I want to encourage you with two things if you're visiting us for a while go grab coffee if it's for your first time go grab coffee mingle with some other um, people but if you just want to spend more time with the Lord and you just maybe want pray, please feel to come to the front. We're here for you. we want you to pray with you. And just behold Him in who He is. Have an amazing week and we'll see you here next week. And baptism, 12 o'clock at the Fields House. And also alpha registrations are happening before you.